the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But the devil answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took Jesus to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, God will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, again it is written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took Jesus to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor and said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan. For it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve God alone. Then the devil left Jesus and suddenly angels came and waited on him. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. What do you picture when you hear the word Lent? Purple? A cross? Stones and branches? A journey? The chocolate or alcohol you are giving up? I doubt your answer is nature. Yet the word Lent means lengthening. And for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere, the lengthening of days means spring. And we are more than ready for a high temperature in the 50s today. Oh, blessed nature, oh, blessed spring. Did you notice that both of today's primary texts take place in nature? The Garden of Eden in Genesis and the Wilderness of Testing in Matthew. So which one are we living in these days? Hmm. Probably not a garden, if you ponder the ways we're treating the earth and the grave concerns we have for its future. Maybe wilderness is the better metaphor. Jesus fasts and prays for 40 days in the desert, all comforts stripped away. He's alone with his thoughts, which surely includes some doubts, some uncertainties. But what about us? We can go on a trek to the desert, but there just may be one inside of us. One author said the way to know if you're in a spiritual wilderness is this. Look around for what you normally count on to save your life, and you come up empty. In the wilderness, 
Thus save us, O Lord, Lenten response seems apt. Save us. We have nowhere else to turn. Whether the coronavirus, the falling stock market, political or economic uncertainties, our fears get a hold of us. It's human nature, right? One pundit, Farhad Manju, admits that the future is unknowable, but observes that a range of forces is altering society in fundamental ways. In the last couple of decades, he writes, the world has become more unmoored, crazier, somehow messier. Chaos monkeys have been unleashed, he says. And then he suggests that all pundits, and maybe I would add all of us, should strike a note of humility in the midst of this expanding unknown. Instead of being so certain Maybe we should add a disclaimer to everything we say. I could be wrong. We all could be wrong. The story of Adam and Eve in the garden is usually described as the fall or the beginning of original sin. What simply some might call our human nature. In other words, that we're turned in on ourselves. This text, though, has sometimes been used to justify the subordination of women because Adam blames Eve for that apple incident. But I wonder what wisdom there is for us in looking at this problematic text through the lens of nature, not simple, simply traditional theology. For one, if you consider a creation that evolves, there was never literally a garden of Eden without death, without pain. Each species preys on one another for survival, not because of sin, but this is the chain of life, right? One organism nourishes the life of the other. But enter human beings and the way we treat other species without regard for the Earth's whole ecosystem is surely sin, a kind of spiritual virus. It reflects our desire to be God rather than creature. So Lent is the season we focus on confessing the ways we have sinned against God, one another, ourselves, and yes, the earth. And as much as we want to romanticize nature and think only of mountains and beaches and beautiful birds, nature is a place of agony as well. Darwin tells of evolution pushing toward ever more complex and beautiful life forms. This entails struggle, which brings pain and suffering. One author puts it bluntly, and I would say harshly, nat nature is random, contingent, 
blind, disastrous, wasteful, indifferent, selfish, cruel, clumsy, ugly, full of suffering and eventually death. It is in nature that we must struggle and accept and embrace our mortality, our finitude, our human frailty. Remember, you are dust. To dust you will return. It is human nature, though, to grieve, which is the cost of love. Our hearts break when a beloved dog or cat dies, when we see a dead deer on the road, when we, when we must say a final goodbye to a loved one. But a spiritual truth we learn in nature is this sentence I love by theologian Elizabeth Johnson. Glorious life arises and is renewed in the midst of its perpetual perishing. I'll say it again. Glorious life arises and is renewed in the midst of its perpetual perishing. Can we trust in this hope that in nature and in our spiritual lives, life arises out of death? We will wrestle with this mystery all the way to Easter. And so I wonder, is lack of trust the great sin at the heart of human nature? Our inability to place our lives in the hands of a benevolent God? Instead, we trust in the newest fad, the latest gadget, the overblown rumor, the messianic candidate who promises to save and solve all the problems of the world. In some Native American cultures, young men at the time of puberty go off into nature on a vision quest. They enter the harsh wilderness, knowing that they will come out on the other side with a different version of themselves. Imagine, the boy is by himself, alone with his thoughts and fears. And through rituals such as fasting and smudging, he looks for power and meaning in nature and through mystical dreams and visions beyond his everyday experience. Jesus goes on a 40-day vision quest. In the wilderness, he hears voices, the lies of Satan that stir up his fears. Put your trust in me, the devil says. Who needs God after all? And like us, Jesus finds his calling and his identity by resisting the lie of self-sufficiency and the lure of power. For Jesus and for us, we find God in solitude, deep within our truest human nature, away from the need to impress people or get likes online, away from the expectations of others and the pressure to conform. In the wilderness, we stand outside the crowd, and only there are we al alone enough to treasure not what is external, but what is deep within us. The unconditional acceptance, the mercy, the love of God. So welcome 
to your vision quest in the Lenten wilderness. Find some time alone. Find some time outside. Then find some time to be here in community. It is here that we will lament the worst of human nature while celebrating that we are indeed created in the image of God. Here we will face our mortality honestly, name our losses, grieve the ways human beings treat the earth and one another. Here we will seek to worship God alone, and here God nourishes us with the word and with the bread of life. These are tough times. African-American blues artist T-Bone Walker gives us some real but honest hope for our wilderness in these lyrics. They call it Stormy Monday, but Tuesday's just as bad. Wednesday's worse and Thursday's also sad. Eagle flies on Friday and Saturday I go out to play. Sunday I go to church and kneel down and pray. Even when our week is all wilderness, we love the Lord's day. On this beautiful Sunday, God refreshes us with grace for the journey ahead. Dear friends, when we reach Easter, may we emerge with a different version of ourselves, our true nature. <laughs>